Oh, hello. Fancy seeing you here on a Monday morning, but glad you could join us. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, we will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their businesses to success in an ever-competitive business climate. So pour yourself a hot cup and enjoy the show. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee. This week I have on Leslie Hollywood. Love that name. Everybody loves that name. Leslie Hollywood is a digital media expert and owner of Northern Colorado-based internet marketing company, Modern Media Management. Leslie has successfully managed social media and SEO campaigns for many large and small businesses, short-term promotions, political candidates, and nonprofit organizations. She's also trained various business owners, entrepreneurs, and political activists on how to utilize the tools offered with new media marketing. Modern Media Management has been in operation since 2011, but even prior to that, Leslie has always had an entrepreneurial streak. She has a degree in veterinary technology from Shasta College in California and worked in the veterinary field for nearly 10 years. At the end of that career, Leslie had had left the traditional workplace and started her own business, contracting out her veterinary services on a relief basis. It was her desire to stay at home with her children combined with success using new media platforms and political activism that shifted her into the internet marketing world. Welcome, Leslie. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. So I want to kick things off. There's one story that you've touched on. You and I have been friends for, I think, almost two years now. Um, Local politics is what got us us, uh, together. But uh, you, I know that you're an entrepreneur, and you know I'm an entrepreneur. You've, you even said I'm your, one of your favorite capitalists, and I'm honored to have that that uh, that title. But you, you've you've mentioned a story a couple times on Facebook, and I would love for you to tell it if you feel comfortable about it. And that is, the summer you stacked hay, and and did that have any uh, you know spark for your entrepreneurial streak? Because it was uh, you and your boyfriend, right? One of like an old, 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 long time ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's funny. <laughs> That was actually a really fun summer. So I think, you know, I grew up, I have these parents who I have never, ever seen have a job. I've never seen them work for somebody else. Even when we were really poor, they figured out how to make money. I call it hustle for money. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you reach a point, you just need some money and you got to hustle for money, period. Um, And I watched my parents do that and go from being very poor when I was a little kid to today being very wealthy. But I've never seen them... um, you know, buckle up and go work for somebody. So as a teenager, what I did this one summer was my boyfriend, I was 16, he was 19. We, we need some money this summer because uh-huh. what, what do you do when you're that age? Um, so we actually did this. We, we were living in Northern California and, and hay baling, hay fields is a really big thing out there. So we would drive around and we would see all the hay bales all over the, somebody's field and we'd go find their house, knock on their front door and we would offer to go haul the hay into their barn for them. And uh, that's kind of, there's there's machinery that will do it, and, but they pay they charge so much per per bale. So what we would do is we would just charge less than those machines would. And I would drive the truck, and and he would be standing next to the trailer of the truck, and he would throw the hay onto the the trailer and the truck, and um, we'd haul it back to the barn until the all the fields were empty. And we made something. I I think it was like three bucks a bale or something. I can't even remember. It was so long ago. But um, we made a lot of money that summer. It was a lot of hard work. But I think, you know, for me, I think that was, one, you have to figure out how to create your own wealth, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's something as simple as going door to door, saying, hey, can I, can I 
haul your hay for you. You know, you have to be creative in your ideas of how to make money. And um, so, yeah, I think that that was kind of a, it was a very, it was a huge success for being 16 and 19. Um, so yeah, I think it did kind of play into my future of understanding that I can, I can create my own business or I can, you know, you can do what you want to do. You can create your you own just, wealth, you your own freedom. You just got to figure out what it is that you want to do. Yeah. And you have to be creative sometimes. 100%. Yeah. I think that's ex- exactly like you find these little niches or these openings and I, if, if there's, if you're passionate about it, you just, you, you explore that and kind of make this thing happen for yourself. So when you started modern media, modern modern media management, um, tell me about that about starting out and and why why you did it, how you got your first clients. You know what drove you to like okay, you've been around for a decade. If you have a business for over a decade, I think you've it's hard. It's a lot harder to fail after that. Mm-hmm. So how did how did you start the whole thing and why did you start it? Well, so I actually so kind of getting into I actually when I started it was um, social media management. That was the, that was my main focus was social media, um, and I had actually gotten into understanding how to use social media to market through political activism. Um, back in this would have been probably like two thousand. 9, 2010. I did a lot of training. I did, you know, took classes, um, workshops, different things like that to learn about how to use Twitter, how to use Facebook, how to use these different Reddit, all these different um, online forums to market candidates or market your political ideas. And I was really good at it. And the reason I was good was because I, I'm very right and left brained, right? Um, I love the creative side of it. I love the idea that I can write and I can express things and you can engage people through your ideas. But then there's this whole other side of it, the back end of it, that's very technical. And then you have to understand that that aspect of it too. And if you can grasp both of those, you can be very successful in digital, in digital media. Um, in, in social media especially. So that's actually how I got started and, and kind of developed an interest in it and really just um, got my skills very, very tuned. And what ended up happening was um, in 2010, I got a divorce. I've been married pretty much through, through my whole 20s, the 2000s. And in 2010, I got a divorce. I already had two kids. Um, and in 2011, I found myself pregnant. I was casually dating somebody and super nice guy, um, and I was, and I found myself pregnant. And and him and I, we tried to make things work. You know, we tried to live together for a few mm-hmm. months. Tried to see if we could, um, you know, make this work with two of us. And it just honestly went went south. <laughs> so, so I, I found myself pregnant. I knew I was going to have a baby. I already had two kids. I was really not in a very good financial situation. When I got divorced, I didn't want alimony. I didn't want child support. I just wanted my life. And uh, so I knew I wanted to have a baby. And what was I going to do to financially support myself? And I had to figure out some way to make money where I could still be home and take care of my baby. Um, And that's honestly what brought me to modern media management. And I'll never forget the night that I had the idea of what I was going to do. Because I was very nervous. I was scared. I wasn't sure how I was going to make things work. And up until then, you'd been doing social media though, right? And you had been... No. This, so, okay. So. Well, I had been doing it. I had been doing social media through political activism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing I was getting paid for. Right. Nothing that I had turned into <laughs> a business or even really had grasped the idea you could use it for business. Mm-hmm. It was only political. Um, and then prior to that, I had a career in, in the veterinary field. Um, 
But so I remember this one night where I was laying in bed just feeling really stressed and trying to figure out what I was going to do. And it was about midnight when all of a sudden it clicked in my head that everything I had learned about marketing through social media through polit with political activism could be used to market businesses. could be used to market small businesses, large businesses, um, and whatnot. So the next morning I got up and within... Within half a day, I had a business name, I had a logo, I had built a website, and boom, I was online, and I had a business. <laughs> so before that, one of, the, one of the things you touched on was a website, right? Did you, is that one of the other things you had sort of primed, even though you, weren't, you hadn't got paid for it before, but you at least had the basics of how to put together a website with like I WordPress? Had, I, 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 at that point, I really had not become a, a website expert where I could build websites, but I could create very something very simple, which is really all I needed. Mm -hmm. It's some sort of a home base that had my information, looked kind of fancy. Um, I've learned so much more about websites since then. This was, you know, obviously in the very, very beginning. Um, so no, I didn't really have website skills, but I had enough skills that I could put something together. So that was kind of honestly how it, that's where it was born. <laughs> how did you get your first clients? Um, so, you know, one of the things I really expected to see happen was that the political people I'd worked with sure. all these years would turn around and say, oh, we want to hire you or I have this business or we know how great you are. Um, or even like my family and I have to, you know, my, my family's fantastic. I told them what I was doing and they're just like, go for it. Yeah. It's great. But we're not hiring you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so I was on my own. Um, and honestly I had, how did I get my first clients? You know, a lot of it's boots on the ground. I made flyers and I would go around to businesses and leave them on their, um, their, their counters or with whoever's at the at the store or the restaurant or whatever it was. I also had just some other connections. I had a, a woman who built websites who I had done work with um, politically in the mm -hmm. past. And so she had clients sometimes that just needed my skills. So she would turn them over to me. Um, and so it, was, it didn't happen real fast. You gotta work for it for sure. But slowly over, over time, I would say probably a good six months, you know, kind of just started getting some solid clients. And then I ended up with somebody who had actually started their own very robust uh, marketing company that included everything, but including social media. And so they wanted me to do the social media for all of their clients. Oh, nice. So they sort of subcontracted that yeah. out to you. And Which that was probably think, nice steady stream. Was that one of the well, first to, steady to be, ones? To be honest with you, they didn't last long. Okay. <laughs> because they had this grand idea and mm. they really didn't have... Um, uh, they, they really didn't have what they needed to stay in business. So they actually failed pretty quickly. Um, but what happened was everybody that had come to me through them stayed with me. And actually, there was some stuff that they actually didn't finish. There was They had actually left some people high and dry, and I ended up picking up some of the slack and, and taking care of those clients that they didn't take care of. And to be honest with you, those clients are still my clients today. Wow, 10 years yeah. later. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, actually, almost all my first clients are still with me. Nice. <laughs> the only ones that aren't just retired. What do you? Why do you? Why do you be? I mean, do you think is it just boiled down to you provide great service, or or do you have like fundamental things that you just kind of learned over the years? Like, how do you retain people for that long? I think a lot of it has to do with they trust you. It has to do with trust. Um, and it's, and it's funny because a few years ago I was in a bad car accident and I spent some time in the ICU. I was in the hospital for 21 days. And during that time I had to keep my business running. Oh my Lord. I mean, I, I mean, how do you, I mean, I can't just let my business right. fail. 
<laughs> I mean, I just, and I had clients and they were wonderful when I went through that. Absolutely wonderful. But some of them started to kind of panic because mm-hmm. my sister was trying to help out. And mm-hmm. well, that's not how Leslie does things, you know, and I think it really has to do with one absolutely professional service. You know, when it comes to internet marketing on the front end of it, you know, excellent grammar, excellent spelling, understanding how to reach people. I mean, it, it's, really these small little things that sets me above my competitors. Um, Competition research, I understand what their competition is doing so I can do it better and different. Um, I think it's that. And then the other thing is just, is just personal. They know that if they need something, they can talk to me. They know that, that they can pay attention to what they're good at, which is providing the services that, that, they, that I'm marketing for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take care of the other part of it on my end. And they don't have to worry because they know it's going to get done. Yeah. How do, you, how do you balance everything that you're doing with your children because you're, you're largely a, largely a, still a single mother in the sense that is you have these kids full-time I've been there too uh, I had my kids full-time for three years it was I actually really liked it in the sense that you did where like I could be at home I never missed a field trip mm. but how do you but one of my rules is I won't I won't engage with the client over email over a phone on on the weekends do you have any hard and fast rules like that or are you more fluid and loose in the way like how do you maintain so i think i think for me um one of the hardest things that i dealt with was having a baby and trying to run a business a brand new business Mm -hmm. because i literally i mean i can tell you i was nursing while i was typing i bet (laughs) you know i mean that was honestly just a huge part of my life in the beginning and it was hard because what should take me 15 minutes takes me an hour because i'm juggling and then taking that baby raising her to be a toddler and i will say that her dad is wonderful actually he 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 has her half the time um and so even though our relationship didn't work out he's a fantastic dad and we live near each other um but you know i think what i what i really had to do was stop beating myself up i had to realize that it's okay if it takes me you know, eight hours to do what should take me four hours and that this isn't forever. And because my kids were home with me when they were toddlers, they were never in daycare, never in preschool. I was running my business while my kids were running around the house. Um, And, you know, I, so I think that I had to just learn to forgive myself. For me, that was the biggest, biggest challenge, but also the biggest lesson. And it's interesting because now all my kids are in school full time. My oldest is in college. Um, my middle daughter's in sixth grade, and then Liberty, the baby, is now in second grade. And it's really strange for me to work, and I don't, and like, I can No just, distractions. There's no distractions. <laughs> I'm like, where are my dogs? Yeah. I mean, like, what? somebody talk to me. It's, it's the strangest thing now to actually be in a place where I don't have all of that. But I think, you know, I think hard and fast rules, when they're toddlers, it's nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of it, I worked. A, I worked at night a lot. Yeah, you know, after I, people I, go to bed. Yeah, when everybody was in bed, I would sit there and I would schedule posts out for the next day, or I do a lot of blog writing. I would be writing my blogs. Um, but yeah, I think it was just understanding that I had to be fluid and that that was okay. That I you have to forgive yourself. Yeah. So. Well, one other question. Another question I wanted to ask you is, what is it like? Do you think there's any? There's so many, I, I don't even know if there's an uneven amount at this point because I do, I, we do business with so many female owners and they're just phenomenal. Um, I, I don't think we have a bad female business owner right now. In fact, one of my favorite clients, she is so thorough. She is so on point. She whips all the boys into shape. And I mean, she has t- 10 men hired 
Is there any advantages or disadvantages you see at this point in time, 2020, being a female business owner? Or is it just, are we there? Are we finally there in the f- playing field? Have you? Have, is there anything you can speak of like you've used an advantage? <laughs> the, <laughs> the only thing, I mean, honestly, when I think about that, it do- never even crosses my mind. Um, and I think that so much of this idea when it comes to men and women in business, and I'm sure it depends on what business you're involved in, but so much of it has to do with our own mentality. And you know me, mm-hmm. <laughs> like never once have I stopped and said, well, I'm a woman and therefore I should be quiet or I need to be right. shy or, I mean, that should probably cross my mind sometimes about not just being a woman, but just in general. Um, but I'm a go-getter and mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting because I actually have three sisters and uh, my oldest one, unfortunately, she's no longer with us, but my two younger ones are both entrepreneurs as well. My one sister, Whitney owns a brewery in Berthet. Um, and then my other sister, um, she travels the world and does photography and videography for, um, for various different companies such as right now she's in um, Costa Rica. She's mountain biking around Costa Rica for a bicycle company. Cool. Like they're all entrepreneurs. You know, my dad, my dad is the only male in this entire family. And he was just always like, you guys can do whatever you want. That's awesome. So maybe, maybe part of it has to do with that, but I don't really, I think at this point women just need to, we need to realize that we are equal and hundred percent and we, but we, we, we won't be equal unless we, you know, step up and, and just say, you know, we have to get rid of that mentality that anything is different. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I, I just think that's one of the reasons I've always been, I've been drawn to you and in, in what we do with political activism, but then as a business person is that you don't, you're not a victim. You, you just never have this victim mentality. If there's anything I try to teach my daughter is that you are no less, you're no less or actually more than anybody either. You are just, you're there, whatever you want to, it's up to you inside of you, what you want to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been through some pretty rough stuff in the past few years and, um, with things and I've, I've saw, I've stopped and I've thought about, um, where I could be and where many people might even be in my shoes. And a lot of it has to do with that victim mentality is you have a choice. You either, you either become a victim or you become something better than, than what happened to you. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, even having my daughter Liberty, I mean, her, you know, she's got a great dad, she's got a great mom. We don't live together, but she has a wonderful life. I mean, that little girl is just, I mean, just the light of my life sometimes. And, um, I, I'm so glad I was able to spend her, her baby and toddler years with her. And, um, and now I have a business because of it. And, yeah. Um, and I had, I had business before I've always kind of had that entrepreneurial <laughs> part of me. So, but yeah, what is it? So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here then. What's your best client success story? Oh, hmm. Well, so I mean, if I was to say, so, so I think when I think of client success, that could mean a lot of different things. It Absolutely. can mean my success or it can mean their success. Okay. But their success is my success, right? Um, so one of the industries I actually work in, um, way more than people would probably ever guess, is actually the reverse mortgage industry, which is kind of strange <laughs> because <laughs> how do you market reverse mortgages? Yeah. But honestly, if you think about it this way, what doesn't matter what, what generation you're in anymore. If you want, say you're in Longmont and you want a reverse mortgage, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to go to Google and type in reverse mortgages in Longmont or reverse mortgage lender or something like that. So I actually work for... Um, 
I do marketing for individual brokers. So they work for a company. Um, most of them work for actually Mutual of Omaha. And they're a broker, and they, the, the FEC has very specific guidelines that they have to follow, which I'm very, I've been audited. So to say I passed an audit would be my biggest success story. <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs> but um, they have these guidelines, and what they can do if they, if they want to have their own private type of website, their own private type of marketing. It has to be informational only and not sales. So what I actually do for these clients, I run their social media, simple Facebook page, Twitter account, maybe LinkedIn if they want to. Um, I, and I write a blog post every week, some, something informational about reverse mortgages. And I do email newsletters. And what that has done for my clients is turn them into the number one salespeople in the country. Mm -hmm. And it's because they, if somebody goes and types in, I and mean, you could do it right now, reverse mortgage Longmont, uh -huh. <laughs> you're going to pull up uh, Jan Jordan. And it's going to be reverse mortgage. I think it's called, I think it's Colorado reverse mortgage help.com's her website. Um, but it's, she's going to be one of the top ones. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And that's how, so every- Yeah, Jan Jordan right there, number two result. Yep, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you could type in reverse mortgage Loveland. It's going to be the exact same, same thing. thing. Yeah. And sometimes some cities in some specific <laughs> um, search terms you're going to type in, and she's going to be like one, two, three, four, and five on Google, like your whole first page. So I've actually tapped into the reverse mortgage um, and, and Jan's just an example, one of mm -hmm. many of my clients in that industry. I've tapped into that so well that my clients have just become these successful, successful um, business owners themselves. So that's what, a t what, what teamwork. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, I love that. Their success is your success. It just, uh, it's timeless, right? What about your worst? What about your worst? Uh, what's the worst mistake you've made? And that one that you maybe just, you don't forget. You're like, I'm never doing that again. And I will always remember that. Um, I can't say I have like a specific mistake, but I can tell you there's a couple things, a couple of my hard and fast rules with business. One is I don't do contracts and people That's are, interesting. Which, which is interesting because usually internet marketing requires like a six month contractor. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I know contracts. One reason I still have my clients from the very beginning, right? Yeah. I don't lose clients, but two, I want to fire clients. I absolutely have clients I don't want to deal with. Yeah. I have clients that want to call and talk on the phone for an hour every day. They don't pay me enough for that. Yeah. Period. That's that, that's not worth my time. I love them sometimes. <laughs> but but yeah, so I don't do I don't do contracts because I have clients that there's times where I just want to say I don't want to work with you. What happens if somebody comes to you and they say, "But Leslie, we need a contract." Is that a is that a no-go for you? Is that one of the big red flags you're like, yeah, "I'm sorry." Yeah, I have never done contracts. What I do is I provide them with what I call a guideline that specifically lays out what they're going to get for the money because they pay me on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. um, and I the first month is a little bit more than the, the the rest of the months and that's because there's all this setup and different things. And I usually run some Facebook advertising in the first month. Um, so that, so then, but, but what I do is I break down, this is what you get, this many posts per day on Facebook, this many blog posts per week, this many emails, whatever it is. Um, so I have it very specifically laid out so that they know, so there's no question on either of our part what they should be expecting. Yeah, sure. Um, and that way, I don't even know that we need a contract. The only thing that could do is prevent them from firing me. Um, I would say one of my biggest losses was I was working, I had a, a fantastic account that of all places, one of the places I have found the most business is Craigslist, um, which is, which is kind of strange. That's how we started. Really? It's okay. incredible. So, so yeah. you get it. Yeah. So Craigslist has been just, and they've changed things recently, yeah. but, 
Um, I actually had somebody cold call me off of Craigslist. I just had an ad on there. And um, it was an RV company that has RV, um, sells RVs in, in their lots, whatever you want to call them, all over, the, all over the country and Canada. And so I started doing their marketing for them. And they were like, we want everything to the max. We want a blog post every single day. And this was a hefty chunk of change every month. Off of Craigslist. Um, off of Craigslist. Incredible. Yeah. And how long ago do you think this was? Five years ago? Um, this, yeah, because it was before my car accident. So, yeah. and that was five years ago. So yeah. I'd be interested to see if it's, you, you really sparked an idea. We just had a review with one of our employees. You, you re-signed with us and we're happy for it, whatever. But he was like, is there another avenue I could go down? And you made me think maybe we should try Craigslist again. It's been yeah, 10 years. Yeah. No. And, and I've actually even recently in the last couple of years, you know, every now and again, if I'm like feeling really like motivated, like, yeah, yeah. I'll just throw something on Craigslist and, and, and I, I still get work off of it if I do that, which is just very rare. Um, but this one client, the RV client, what ended up happening was they, the company, the top, the bigwigs in the company ended up firing everybody and hiring new people. And when they hired their, a new marketing person, they let me go. Mm. And they let me go not because of the work I was doing, right. I, I was subcontracting. That's, you know, kind of how I do all my work. Um, so that, so they, they, but they were just, you know, just changing everything. So that was unfortunate. But I can tell you, even with that huge chunk of change I was making off of that one client, one of the great things about my business is that I have so many clients that if I lose a client, it's not like all my income's right. gone. It's just like, okay, one client's gone, I need to find another one. Um, or I could just say, you know, I'm Would gonna... you consider yourself volume-based in that respect then? Um, yeah, probably. Maybe not with pricing, so per se, but at least just with the amount compared to another, like one of your competitors. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that that's, you know, I, I tend to work with smaller businesses, which means the amount they pay me is mm-hmm. going to be smaller. Um, and I actually like that. I'd prefer to have 15 small businesses making up my income every month. Because again, like you mentioned, you know, I've been a single mom for pretty much 10 years. I've got three daughters. I have a nice home and good schools and everything that, and it's all for my kids. It's because I want to make sure that when my kids grow up, they don't look back and think, Oh, my mom was a single mom and I missed out on so much. Um, so for me, a lot of it is, you know, how can I make sure that I I continue to, um, support my family the way I need to. And, um, so I'd rather have like 15 small businesses. So if one of them goes out of business or they retire or they change or, you know, everyone's got different things that they do that I don't, it it doesn't hurt. Right. (laughs) So, um, where a lot of other people and I, what I find is, is my competitors, people who try to come into my industry and start and are unsuccessful, what they are doing wrong, in my opinion, is they're going for the big guns. Mm. They're saying, oh, I want to get REI to hire me. Nike. I don't want, I don't want to work for REI. Yeah. I wouldn't have time for the rest of my clients. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We operate much the same way. We do have a few big fish that we roll with. And I, you know, but for the most part, it's, I mean, we, we do little tiny stuff all the way to big stuff and it is never, I'm hoping that once the next recession hits, it really proves our point and we don't have to lay anybody off mm-hmm. and we can keep doing, trying to do what you do, you know, where you're, oh, I need to make whatever I need to make to make my family because they have families too. Yeah. Um, it makes total sense. If so, so you've been around for about 10 dec uh, about a decade, um, knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time what one piece of advice would you give your former self when you were first starting out? Um, the only thing, and it's funny, you'll, you'll, you'll probably find this funny just knowing me, is that, is that so I, I have this 
philosophy about comfort zones. It's really easy to reach your comfort zone and not realize you can move past it. And I, that's, and I think it's probably part of it is being single. It's not like I had some husband like, rah, rah, go Leslie yeah. by my side, trying to do this by myself and be like, everything is going to be okay. Um, but I would have pushed past my comfort zone sooner. And it's, it's hard. And it's hard. I think a lot of people, when you look at entrepreneurs compared to people who go work at a job every day, one of the things that I think we differ in the most is understanding that there's a comfort zone mm-hmm. and we can go past it. That that isn't, that it's, you don't have to stop there. <laughs> you just have to realize and it never there's stop- something past Yeah, there. and it never, never stops. I yeah. mean, you, you walked in to my office today and you were asking about how this project was going and I was telling you how terrifying it is, but now, now it's not as terrifying. I'm like, oh, maybe we would do it again. Maybe we'd do a bigger one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then all the lessons you learn. Right. But um, yeah, I think that's the only thing is I would have, I would have, you know, there was times that I doubted myself or, I mean, I'm, and I look back on it and I'm, part of me feels like I was crazy thinking I could have do this, do what I did. And is this- part of me also is like, I just needed to, if I had just known, I could have pushed myself a little bit And what, what exactly are you trying to describe as far as going past that threshold? Is it that you're putting yourself out there and saying, I can do this for you? Would you, was it more of that early on? No, it's not saying I could do this for you because I, I'm, I never say no, right? Somebody yeah. will come to me and say, hey, Leslie, I need, I need a website. And I'm going to say, okay, even before I knew how to build websites, I would never have said no. Incredible. I would have figured out somebody who can build the website. <laughs> I mean... You know, so that was never an issue for me. I think it was more my mentality and growth in my business um, because I could be and I and I, I could be really big. And part of the reason I'm not is because I also my personal life is so important to mm-hmm. me that you have to have that balance in there. I can make a choice and say, I want to I want to be a huge company. But you know what? I would never have been there with my kids while they were growing yeah. up. So, yeah, I'm with you there. hundred percent. Totally. Um if somebody, you've already kind of touched on this about uh, it, your competitors, right? So, but if somebody, if somebody is listening to this and they want to do something in Georgia, mm-hmm. um, it, I mean, they could be a competitor in theory, right? But a lot of businesses still local. What advice would you give them? Like, is there any like ABCs of, if you want to start a marketing company, here's what you do. And I think one of the things that we try to preach on this is like, it's kind of like you said is, I don't think you have to know everything all at once. Mm -hmm. So, you know, can you talk about that and and learning the technical side of things? You know, how much should you put into that versus just jump in? Yeah. Um, So if I was to give advice to somebody, you know, like I already kind of touched on, don't, don't, don't think that the big companies are the way to go. Um, You could have, you'll do a lot less work (laughs) having, I mean, my reverse mortgage clients, I I mean, they, they pay me a a set amount per month. I actually have a specific reverse mortgage package. I sell them Um, and they pay me a set amount amount per month. And honestly, I make really good hourly wage Mm -hmm. off of it because I'm so skilled at the reverse mortgage industry. I just hammer it. Um, I would rather have 20 of those than one REI. I would, I don't even want the big stuff is so much work and it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, start small and don't think that that's bad. My other advice would be to, um, remember it's, it's the small, when it comes to internet marketing, it's the small details that matter. How do my clients end up on number one on Google without any paid, any any paid SEO? Mm -hmm. I do all the SEO paid, but paid meaning like ads or some sort of big SEO company. It's because I take the extra few minutes it takes on the back end to make sure I'm plugging in the metadata, plugging in. I, I'm, it, it takes time. 
um, not very much time, and many people like to skip over those small things. And when you do that, you're going to fail because your other competitors are doing it. Um, my clients' competitors are doing those things, and so I have to be doing them too. Um, that's really, really important is understanding grammar, spelling, these little things. Re check yourself. Um, and then the other thing is to always be, always, always understand nothing in internet marketing is hard and fast. Everything is changing constantly, and you have to be, uh, you have to be ahead of that, and you also have to be willing to change. In my business, um, I've changed a lot over the years. I started doing just social media marketing. I got into blogging because I had a client request it, and I said, well, heck, I could blog. Mm -hmm, sure, I could mm -hmm. write about reverse mortgages. My oldest reverse mortgage client I have had for seven years now. Um, she was my very first one, and she came to me for the social media aspect, and then she said, can you blog? Can you do email newsletters? Yeah, I can do those things. So I discovered that there was a need from people. What, is, what are the needs, and how can I match those needs? That's really, really important. Um, that's how I started blogging for SEO. And I, blogging, when I say blogging, it's actually for SEO is the reason we do that. It's just so critical. And so, and then the email newsletters. And then I started building websites, and that was really because I could not find a reliable website designer. So I said, screw it. I'm going to do it. I, I, I sat down. I spent an entire weekend watching YouTube videos, and I am now a WordPress pro. <laughs> and you know, you've seen me. Yeah, do. she's fast. It's incredible. Um, Over a weekend, I mean, we'll come, she'll come out with this dazzling website for, you know, whatever. And then the other one that I really <laughs> discovered, and this one I think is actually huge. This is huge right now in internet, in, in internet marketing, is website maintenance. People have websites and they don't have a clue how to edit them. They don't know how to edit their calendars, how to change things. Um, they, they just, they get in there and they're just like, I don't even want, I don't have any idea what to do. They screw things up. They're just frustrated, right? Mm -hmm. So one of my, actually, this is like one of my newest additions to my company. And I think it's, and it goes back to that idea of understanding the client's needs and matching those. Um, but it's actually the website maintenance. And that pretty much means that they, um, put me on retainer. They pay for a three-hour package up to an 80-hour package, and that me and then they have an edit, and boom, I get an email. Hey, Leslie, can you change this? And I say it'll be done within 72 hours. Um, I have clients that, I mean, they love that. That, that, so much so that they're like, Leslie, can we pay you double if you'll have it done in 24 hours? Nice. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess I should offer that too now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So a lot of it's just understanding the needs and, and being willing and flexible to change and to match those. And then, you know, Facebook has changed a lot over the years. Understanding the algorithms, you have to be willing to learn. Um, don't just jump in there and be like, oh, I'm being censored. <laughs> you know? Right. How do you stay ahead of the curve then? I mean, are, you, are there certain websites that you're watching, listening? Is there people you keep up with? Um, not really. I mean, in, on that on that front, there used to be. There really just aren't so much anymore. Um, as far as like Facebook, I, you know, I pay attention to what Facebook has to say. Yeah. Because honestly, they have, um, they'll put out information about their changes for business owners. And I understand what they mean because I've been doing this long enough that they can put out a new change and I get what it affects that I've already learned in the past. Twitter does the same thing. Um, Instagram does the same thing. Um, you know, a lot of it is just being readily willing to digest information, you know, taking a few minutes to read something when you see it and you kind of 
keep up on things. So yeah, I wish there was an easier way, but yeah, you just go to um, podcast.com or whatever <laughs> forward slash, yeah. you know, but yeah, no, I well, hear then, you. And then you got to hope that the person you're listening to knows what they're talking, what they're talking about. about. So yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe you should start a podcast. I, <laughs> I've, actually, I've actually taught, I've done like workshops and stuff, teaching, oh, really? teaching all this stuff and, and they're really, they're, they're good. People really like them. Um, if I had, oh, I'm time. sure they do. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 Well, on that note, it has been a, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. So, where can people find you, follow you, and then get in touch with you if they if they like what they hear about your services? Sure. So, my website is modernmediamanagement.com. Um, I will say, just like what is it they say about the um, the woodworker's daughter, or no, the shoemaker's daughter has no shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my website. Right. Um, it's not. It's nothing fancy. Um, you know how that goes. Yep. Um, so if, but yeah, modernmediamanagement.com. I'm on Facebook as well. I, I hardly ever post on Facebook for, with my, with my, um, business account, Leslie Hollywood, people can find me there. Um, on the website has the contact information to get a hold of me. Um, but yeah, and you know, it's, if, if, if it's a fit for somebody, they think it's going to help their company, even if it's as simple as the website maintenance type of stuff, hit me up or even if you just have questions. So yeah. 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 Awesome. Thanks for being on. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on the iTunes app. Tip your barista, and we'll see you next week for more Monday morning coffee with Inside the Firm.